All right, super excited for this podcast because it's going to hit home, I think, with reverts and born Muslims. And uh, I have an amazing sister on today, and I'll tell you who that is in a second. But today I was um, getting ready for just my regular day, and I literally was like looking at my planner, and I was like, I just don't feel like it today. And I think that it's because I'm feeling the pressure of Ramadan coming. How about you? Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. If you're not, you need to you need to get privy to this because what happens is the Sahaba about six months before, six months before they prepare. And so if you like, and I'm not talking about like freezer meals on YouTube, guys. <laughs> you know, that's like the big thing that we do when we think of Ramadan prep. Um, but you know, really, really like at least one to two months for myself. I do like the six months like long term mental prep thinking, but like in terms of like logistics, like in my house, getting my house ready. So today, me and the kids were about to like go and deal with things that I think need to be dealt with because I make sure that all distractions are out of the way for Ramadan. So I can completely connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without having the pressure of like households, you know, closets that were supposed to get organized or like anything with the kids that we like last minute errands. If you watch my YouTube video, I think I did on like the prep before Ramadan. I did even with my car organization. Like I do everything. I just clean everything. So my mind is clean and fresh. So just FYI reminder today, do that if you haven't already. We have tons of amazing stuff coming in. I'm about to talk about it, but I have an amazing sister today um, from Islam in Spanish. And for those of you who are curious, um, yes, y habla español, pero se me sigue olvidando las palabras porque no usarlos. No usarlos. I don't anymore. I, um, I'm not Latina, of course, but at the end of the day, I have worked with the uh, Latino community for a long time, for like 10 plus years. Um, actually, maybe more. And um, it's really important that we connect with one another. Language is a beautiful thing. I was just mentioning that I don't remember the language like I used to anymore because I don't really use it. So at the end of the day, though, I'm still very vested in um, so many of our Muslim communities and the beautiful, rich cultures that they bring. And today, the sister is going to let us know what it is like. One of the hugest populations that, especially in the U.S., are Latinos coming into Islam. And I think whether you're a revert, you're born Muslim, like this stuff is really interesting to to see like what's going on she has um her and her husband they have like centers where they are they have tv stations crazy stuff love it love it love it i had to have her come on and just talk about it so let's get to it let's learn about sister sakina and what's going on with islam in spanish and also um learn about some upcoming stuff coming for ramadan Hello, Sam alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim Speaks, and we have had so many new sisters lately. So welcome, welcome to all of you. Some of you have found us from just like Googling us, hearing about us from friends, and um, also through Instagram. Um, our Instagram is at Mindful Muslim, is a Mindful Muslim. And then I think through our Facebook group, Mindful Muslim Sisters, where I'm about to do a ton of lives. By the way, Instagram, Facebook, in these upcoming weeks, the Ramadan and in Ramadan, look forward to a lot more lives for me. I have not been doing them as much. I've been super busy through all of our classes we've been doing emotions classes with women marriage like how to find a spouse classes if you go to my website www.mindful 
dashmuslima.com you're gonna see like all this stuff that we do and really really um you know you can see what kind of support we have thrive for the thrive sisters i'm really excited because we are about to pair people up with fasting buddies quran buddies we have an entire new pathway on how to like build your self-esteem how to get closer to allah how to get that support and motivation on a regular basis and inspiration we have a mentorship program that we are in the middle of putting up right now like it's about to get crazy so i'm very excited and this is all leading up to Ramadan, but even after Ramadan, you know how you get that like Ramadan slump afterwards, like no need because we're going to have continuous um, support with that stuff. So last thing I'll say before I jump in here with the sister is in the show notes, you're going to see our Ramadan waiting list is for our Ramadan recharge program. We, we push th- women through Ramadan like most people have a really like amazing start. And then like a really bad middle and then they try to do some last minute stuff at the end and Ramadan never really feels like it was everything you needed it to be and changing your life and all that stuff. But that's that's no need to feel disappointed because we already have the formula for that that we work women through forever. So like we've been doing this for 20 years. So definitely, definitely get on that and um, inshallah, get in the waiting list so you can get the announcements for whatever we're going to do. And number two, we're opening Thrive Up again. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, we have had it closed. We only open it once or twice a year. That's our exclusive global community and inshallah bizn ta'ala you're gonna get a ton of stuff in there free videos and um lessons and pdfs and like stuff you've never seen because i don't make it public is all in there with sisters i go live i do 30 minute consultations i have they have a free quran teacher we have pathways we have mentors we have a just an entirely different set of women who are just hyper focused on fixing, you know, their life and getting like closer to Allah. And it's not like Instagram, Facebook, like and comment stuff. It's some deep stuff, some deep connection and sisterhood. I think we all need, especially in Ramadan. So really excited. Just want to throw those housekeeping announcements out. Let's get to the sister now. Super excited. Um, so Sister Sakina is the co-founder of C- and CEO of Islam in Spanish. She's a convert of Colombian descent, married to her childhood friend, Jamie Mujahid Fletcher, founder of and CEO of Islam in Spanish, graduated with honors from the Art of Institute in Houston in the field of graphic design. At the age of 23, she started her own award-winning advertising agency and creative studio, Focus Point Studios, along with her husband, and she helped brand many Muslim-owned businesses in Texas. That's where she's mostly located. She also was the creative brand behind a brain behind the branding of the new world-renowned educational nonprofit organization, Islam in Spanish. And since the inception of Islam in Spanish, she has played many roles with the organization, such as creative director, co-producer for the their many TV shows, which I love that they have TV administrator, interior designer from uh, Andalusia Media Arts Center, the organization's production studio, and the newly opened Islam in Spanish Centro Islamico in Houston, and the Islam in Spanish Dallas Outreach Center opened April of 2018. She is now the COO of Islam in Spanish and the mother of three beautiful, intelligent girls, which she says is her best and most rewarding creative work in progress. And I love that. So, so excited to have this sister on today. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, Sister Sakina. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Such a great opportunity. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It's evident you're doing like amazing work in Houston. And we want to like know more about that. Like what are some of your favorite things that you guys are doing that are impacting the lives of Latinos in Houston? Or, is, or do you just serve Latinos? Or you serve? I think you probably serve the whole Muslim community, right? 
Yeah, well, so, mashallah, thank you so much. Um, actually, it's not in Spanish. We have been in um, this process of, you know, creating um, this organization since the moment that my husband and I became Muslim. So it's we're going on 20 years. Uh, you know, alhamdulillah, this year we will, we will reach our 20-year mark. And so um, there, it's always managed just like anything has evolved. So from the beginning, it was more about getting, you know, all of the information about Islam in Spanish to the Latino community, the non-Muslim Latino community, because it was just right after September 11th, you know, uh, well, three months before September 11th is when we became Muslim, my mm -hmm. husband and I a month, uh, one week apart. But right after September 11th, you know, that's when you saw all the, okay, now we have to do the open houses and then, you know, yeah. letting people know who we are so mm -hmm. that they understand you know, the difference between what is being said about Islam and Muslims. And so, mashallah, even though, um, you know, my husband was, you know, fairly new in Islam, um, you know, because we, you know, speak Spanish and we dominate the language, you know, we were uh, asked to speak a lot in different uh, churches and communities and whatnot. And so that's kind of how Islam and Spanish started. And because um, I studied design and my husband multimedia and film, um, we made almost, you know, like a promise to each other that we would use the skills that Allah had granted us to help further the message of Islam in our language. And so um, we started to produce audios and videos and everything was online and sharing, you know, here locally in Houston. And then we began to travel to different communities um, to do open houses in Spanish and whatnot. So, you know, fast forward <laughs> 20 years later, um, alhamdulillah, at the end of this month, next next week, inshallah, we're going to celebrate our fifth year of opening the Islamic Spanish Center Islamico, which, you know, alhamdulillah, is it's such a, you know, a um, milestone for the Latino community. Um, you know, it's the first community that's sponsored and led um, and organized by the Latino community, and we're so excited about that. So, you know, of course, Islam is for everybody. So because it's an Islamic center now, mashallah, we have, you know, uh, programs in English and Spanish, you know, and mm -hmm. things like that. So it, it's definitely evolved in its 20 years, but um, the focus has always been our, our niche is to educate in Spanish about Islam. Alhamdulillah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. The, the community is very, very um really great to have you. I wanted to ask you in doing that, the whole process of like, what were some challenges that you went through in creating that? Like, what is, what is different about the center? I know everything's in Spanish, but like, what is like, what are some of the challenges that you had to go through or some things that were different? Cause I, I can imagine doing this focus that's not often seen as much in other spaces. Cause it definitely in New York, we don't, we see people try to do it, but I'm not sure that it ever really develops. And so like, what were some of the things that you went through with that? Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, you know, uh, I think it's like a never ending story, Allah Muslim, you know, may Allah help us. But, you know, I feel like um, sometimes um, there's not enough trust, you know, that we can lead, you know, as a community. Um, and so, you know, getting the support that we need to do the work, you know, getting a space, just a little bit of space in this huge massages that we have, we have over... <laughs> you know, a hundred massages just within 30 minute radius, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, we just want one day for one hour a week. And it just, the consistency of that support was really hard. I mean, you know, once we started getting the message out 
and we were doing our TV shows and public access television here in Houston, people are calling, hey, where's your Spanish church? I want to visit. And so, you know, we didn't at that time, you know, uh, we didn't have anything like that. And so we're like, hey, well, let's start meeting at this, you know, masjid. And then we asked, can we just have this? But it would always be like the sister's room on the second floor through the back door and only women and the men have to go through here. And it's like, yeah. we're just so glad that they even want to come. Can we just make it easy? And yeah, sometimes it wasn't consistent. And, um, and we, weren't asking, we weren't asking for anything financial, just um, just some space, you know, and some time and, you know, just uh, trust us. We are doing this for the sake of Allah. We are benefiting your community, mashallah, like, you know, you can feel proud that the Latino community is being served and just let us do the work. And, you know, it's always been a challenge. And I think we still face those challenges today, getting, you know, that cooperation from yeah. the Muslim community, subhanAllah. Yeah, subhanAllah. May Allah make it easy. I know exactly what you mean. Um, I'm thinking, so when you see the people come to the masjid, or like the, the different people that they come into the fold of Islam, what are some of the challenges that you see frequently for people coming in? Because like you see, the thing is, I think sometimes we don't realize it's kind of like the time of Rasulullah with the Ansar, right? You know, you, you're you welcoming people into Islam, but as we're welcoming them in, they come with their, their baggage, they come with their things. And you know, some of the times they're going through really hard things that have nothing to do with Islam. And then all of a sudden they have to tell their family they're Muslim. And obviously there's the issue with their family gonna accept them or not. But then sometimes there's even a whole bunch of other issues and you don't just become the masjid anymore, you become, everything to them their new family social services you become everything so like what are some of the, the the supports that you see them coming in to islam with that like you you have to tend to to help them with yeah i mean definitely that you know a feeling of community of you know sisterhood what do i do next you know i mean even just as simple as you know teach me how to pray i mean you know like really who actually, you know, everybody, mashallah, you know, whatever, but really take someone and say, I am going to stand by you until you can actually learn what to do next, right? But then there's, okay, I am, you know, working, I've been working at a bar my whole life, you know, during college or whatever, and <laughs> what I do now, how do I, you know, so there's so many things, like you say, they come with, um, you know, baggage and, you know, you, they didn't know it was baggage. Right? So, yeah, I didn't mean to say it over the negative connotation. I, no, I, what I mean, is it's like, it's that, it's that transition. I was trying to tell this sister the other day, she was going to marry a guy and she was, she was not a revert herself. And he's a revert. He just became a revert. And I was like, oh, sister, he's going to be going through a transitional period. It could take a year to two years. It could take whatever, Allahu Alam, because like people assume when you come Become a Muslim, everything is gone now before you, but you have relationships with people. Like you said, you have work, work situations, you have living situations that might not be Islamically aligned. And like, it's like, there's so much. And I feel like when we open the door for people, we don't really sometimes acknowledge everything we need to open the door for in order to truly support them. And that's the thing I see. I know you probably see it a lot is like the reverts don't feel fully supported. So like, I mean, even if you had any advice for other organizations trying to do it like what like because like what like what are some of the things that are entailed in this process that aren't just like like just the religious aspect of it they should consider maybe even if you could educate on that a little bit 
Yeah, inshallah. I mean, even, you know, with with sisters, for example, just um, I know it, it all kind of ties to um, Islam in everything that they try, attempt to change, you know, and they're doing it because they've learned, okay, this is, a, you know, this is what Islam and the way of life, you know, this is better for me, Allah knows best, and as they're learning. So everything that they try to, to change or to improve, um, you know, is connected to them, you know, wanting, you know, to, to please Allah. So yes, when it comes to, you know, dealings with family, you know, like, you know, just the respect towards your family and your mother and things like that. And it's like, oh, but I just can't, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I just can't catch my attitude. Yeah. Really just being there with them to kind of, you know, just offer advice, but not like you should do this and you shouldn't do that, but giving them a different perspective on how to tr maybe try yeah. to deal with whatever situation they're dealing with at the time and being available is really important you know you never know when they're single mother or they're trying to get married or they're trying to change their job or they don't have a job right now i mean just being available for them and seeing how you can try to connect with them and give them resources that you might be um you know a, you know have connections to and you can help them with it goes a long way i mean it doesn't just have to be here, sit with me and let's read Quran. Like, no, that's a process in and of itself as well. Um, so there's, I mean, there really is so much, um, but alhamdulillah, you know, at Islam in Spanish, we do have, you know, support groups, um, you know, with sisters and then with brothers, we do have a counseling. So you're, we're always available, you know, for appointment. If it's just like, you know, how to speak to our family. Like I'm finally ready to tell my mom that I became Muslim after four years. I mean, we have those situations like ongoing. I finally, you know, found the courage to wear hijab. You know, can you talk to me for a little bit? Just, you know, how did it, how did it happen for you? You know what I mean? Like those are little yeah. things. Those that are big milestones in their lives yeah. that I think we don't like acknowledge as like pivotal moments for them. Cause it took so much, like you said, to muster up the courage to like yeah. do things a, a different way. And so may Allah reward them for all of that, the, those difficulties and those struggles. But I know what you're saying. It's like the presence of being there. What I, what I feel like that we're not, and I try to get this to many organizations to understand this is, um, the relationship aspect is huge. And I feel like when everybody makes their plans for the year and all the nonprofit organizations, da, 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 like nobody's putting relationships on the goal of the year. And I feel like so much of what you're talking about right now is relationships, trust, just being there. It doesn't have to be like a checkbox that you mark off on like a spreadsheet. And I feel like that's where we are sometimes like, oh, we want to hit this milestone. Oh, we want to do this thing. We want to, but like, what about the simplicity of just being there? And I think that's so beautiful that you're touching on that because that's what I see missing here in New York. It's like, nobody has time. Nobody's there for you. It's they just pass you off to somebody else, pass a phone number on a WhatsApp and, and then you're taken care of. But that, that consistency, like you said, to be with you through the milestones, it's not there. So that's really beautiful that you're focusing on that. I commend you guys. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely just, you know, it's it's not rocket science. I mean, I we I know, but we make it that way. That's why I'm like, thank you for bringing back the simplicity. <laughs> tell people all the time. It's just 
you know, um, like we had a, a talk um, the other day with Yakina Omar Suleiman and um, Abdul Abdoro, uh, who's also from here from Houston. And um, we were like, you know, open houses shouldn't be like a scheduled thing. It should be like a ongoing every day. Like we should always have yeah. the etiquettes that we have, yeah, yeah. The welcomeness that we have every day when we have an open house, it should be an ongoing thing. And that's what we've cultivated here at our center, Islam and Spanish Center Islamico in Houston, as well as we have one in Dallas that um, we want to welcome everybody the way they are. You come as you are, and we will work with you through your journey. Wherever you're at, we're going to meet you there. And we understand because yeah. we've been there. We've gone through it. Um, we know how to deal with family members who are not Muslim. I mean, I think the biggest, you know, success for us, and we feel so excited about it, is whenever we have our convivencia potluck. Convivencia means coexistence potluck, which we inspire a lot of what we do from Andalus in the time of Andalus. Um, when everybody could coexist regardless of their religion is when we have our potlucks and that is our time to bring our family and we share food and we share a culture and um our non-muslims are like coming all the time comfortable yeah like that's the thing it's not like that that homey down home like just come yeah. on over just be yeah. together and alhamdulillah our yeah. fathers and our mothers and our grandmothers are coming and they're not afraid and they want to come and they want to get to know us because we we treat each other like that, like family, like we all belong regardless. And we hope that, you know, anything that we can do, especially with our interaction and with our Islamic manners that we've learned through Islam to enhance, right, our manners and, um, and our etiquettes that it will um, hopefully drop a seed in their heart that, you know what, this has really benefited our daughter or our son or our granddaughter and Maybe I might just, you know, read the Quran or maybe I might just come mm. for a class or listen online and it's in Spanish. Um, so no excuses. Making it accessible. And you yeah. know, it's funny. I was telling people just even in the new year, people trying to do their new year's resolutions. I was saying the reason you can't do things better is because there's too much friction. So what I feel like you guys do is you reduce friction. You make it very easy to do. You're like, here it is. It's in your language. Here we are. We already know what you're going through. Let's just set it up like this. It's with a lot of thought and a lot of care. So Tabarakallah, that's like the, I'm so um, excited. I wish, wish we had you here in New York. I know oh, we don't. But, yeah. If you ever want to, if you want to train some people and send them our way, we're very appreciative. Believe me, come to them. We actually do have a group out there in New York that does. They do some work on the ground. We don't have a center. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard so to get space in New York. It's really expensive, yeah, and there's not so much space. But I, I know what you're saying. Um, I wanted to just. Um, in the final part, I wanted to kind of just take your advice because I think there's a lot going on in the world and a lot of misunderstanding. And some of the best things that have ever happened to me were the fact that like, because I'm in New York, I, maybe I'm spoiled, but I'm around so many different cultures. So I eat in the houses of so many different cultures. And so I can see behind the scenes of how, you know, the dynamics of family and everything and interaction. So I, I can know and understand, but not everybody does. And especially with COVID, we are less than usual interacting. And so people are more like not understanding people's perspective and they're not, and they're not 
truly understanding their journey. So if you could give us some advice to people who are in the Dean, whether they're even reverts or maybe people who are born Muslim who don't really understand what it's like for Latinos to transition or some of the things that they go through in the community, positive or negative, like what advice would you like to give to people to, to, to interact better with the Latino community and just give them like the full space and respect, like you said, just in the trust and all that. Yes, mashallah. Thank you so much. You know, um, I always go back to first, you know, getting to know one another. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes and, you know, sometimes you get bothered, you know, because they might say, oh, you know, let me help the Latino community, you know, let's, you know, feed them or like give them ESL classes. And, and I'm just like, you know, my my dad's an engineer. My father-in-law's an engineer. <laughs> We're educated. We not not you know not everybody is you know just like you know the stereotypes that you hear or because yeah. I'm and we don't have like family in the cartel. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, I know. That's so, what that see. That's part of it right there. So that's the first part, right? So it's like first of all, you know get to know, um, you know, your Latino Muslim community um, outside of the stereotypes, you, you know, just like any other culture, right? You don't want to start with a bias or a stereotype. Mm -hmm. Let's start with, you know, we're human, you know, we are, you know, Muslims, you know, brothers and sisters in Islam, and where can we um, collaborate for better good right so what talents do the you know that you know brother or sister i'll talk specifically about sisters have right that can you know empower the community so um you know one thing that that we do uh, at islam in spanish is that we you know we not only teach them their religion and, and help them through the journey. But we also teach leadership skills and personal skills so that they can be well-rounded a lot like what you do, mashallah, mindful, you know, Muslima, giving them the, you know, the, the um, confidence that they can be Muslim and they can be who they are in the Muslim community and outside. Honestly, I don't think that we have um, as much of a, of, of a struggle feeling confident outside of the Muslim, Muslim community than we do inside. And that's real. Yeah, but that, that's what I mean. That's what I feel bad about. It's like you come to yeah. a place where you think you're going to get embraced. You think things yeah. are going to be easier, right? Because they told you this is the right way. I finally found the right way. So this should be easier than what I yeah. just left. But <laughs> you, you come out of one fire into another fire. And I'm just like, Yes. Why do we do that to our people? SubhanAllah. You know? I know. And, you know, we hear the stories all the time that, you know, um, you know, the Muslim community will say, mashallah, you know, you're so uh, sure of yourself. You're so sure about Islam. You're so confident. Right. And then we're like, yeah. And then we come up with, you know, some ideas or some solutions on how to present Islam, maybe a little bit more, um, you know, I guess, acceptable or welcoming or just, you know, um, but then the idea shut down or they take the idea they want to take ownership it's like you know give us space we you know trust that we can help and we want to help because we feel indebted to Allah for having guided us to the truth right we are ongoing working ourselves to inform our family and our friends so we have experience yeah. <laughs> hands on on how to um, really uh, give that image of Islam and we can truly be a bridge 
for yeah. Muslims and the general society because we don't have the baggage of coming from overseas. We are American. We are from the West. We talk the talk. We know what it is. And so, I mean, if you just trust and give us those opportunities and and start with just getting to know us and, and look at the skills we have and then see how we can work together. No, absolutely. And so much what you said resonated with me with like the deficit model, because when I, I was um, I was a teacher and I taught in New York City for 20 years and the community that I mostly I don't know how much of New York, you know, I mostly taught in like the area around like Corona. And it was like all like the community was mostly South American and it was like Colombian, Venezuelan, like then there's Mexican and so and and the and the, what I loved about the school I was in in particular for 10 years was that the first thing they said is that children are not coming with their cups half full they're full you just haven't tapped into what they have and even like it was a lot of kids they would come a lot of first generation so really good food in the community <laughs> like I love being I'm so I'm so selfish I had an amazing community and it was like it was crazy because if you went to like the right side of the street it was like um all the people from South America and you went to the right side it was like it was Asian but it was like Asian that you don't typically see in New York like Vietnamese and then it was like a, a huge Thai community that's not very big usually we have like other type of Asian and, like, and so we had really really amazing food on both sides so at lunch I was always like ready to go <laughs> I'm, just, I'm joking but like no but that's the thing I would sit with people people are from everywhere and you learn so much and and they have and everybody has so much to bring to the table and so what you're saying is like look just like stop thinking that we're coming with a deficit and you got to fill us up and you got to help us out we're here to participate we have stuff to share and give and, and and as much as you do we just need you just to acknowledge it and to stop making it like, like, like you said, like, I got to go to the back room to share it. Like, you know, exactly. So exactly. And it takes years for, you know, sometimes even just to get a seat at the table, as they say. And yeah. that's really sad because we are very much a big part of the community. I mean, we're still, you know, Latino and converts are still a minority within the community, but we're in the fastest growing religion. Yeah. We're going to, yeah. you know, grow exponentially. So if you want to know how to grow your community in a positive way and include in, you know, everyone, you have to include women, you have to include, you know, the converts, you know, all, all of that. You, if you want to have a well-rounded community, you have to include and listen to everyone and not just listen to take and then, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes that happens yeah. too. Yeah, almost done. Yeah, subhanAllah. I know it. And, and I'm, I'm just uh, recently aligned myself with one of the, the Muslim organizations that that's they finally have acknowledged that and they're saying, okay, so they're they're trying to put together scholarships for the reverts to go to Islamic universities to become actual like that is in Spanish and everything and, and, and all the different languages that they're coming. It's not just for Latinos, actually, it's for all reverts for like whatever languages they're coming from. And so subhanAllah, I'm like, finally, like we need to. So I, I agree with you, you know, to everyone out there that's listening, I, I want everyone to know that everybody that you meet, we don't know who they are. We don't know what they're coming to the table with. And then so subhanAllah, always come just with an open mind. 
Like yeah. I just come with an open mind. Like instead of coming, like, what can I teach you? I'm like, what sure. can I learn from you today? You know, like, it, it's not about like what, you know, I'm just going to be thinking that one way. So yeah, for sure. Just having an open mind, not coming with these sweeping generalizations, as we say, just because you met one person from that group and Allahu Alam, how that person interacted with you on that one day you met them. Doesn't mean the next person you meet from that same group is like that. So subhanAllah, I think the you just reminded us of the complete simplicity, the human value, just the brotherlyhood, the sisterlyhood, like, like pointing out the, the sheer fact that like nothing we have to focus on but that if we focused on that alone subhanallah we would be so much farther than we are today so jazakumallahu khairan for bringing that reminder to the community is there anything else you wanted to share that i didn't touch on or? <laughs> you know um you know helping with uh the journey of the convert and the latina um, community i mean mashallah we are the beginning of the next generation subhanallah mm -hmm. So, you know, if you want a good, healthy community, we want to nurture, you know, those who are coming in because their children will be the next generation of Muslims that might be teaching your children or your grandchildren, right, as a community. So think about that. And it's a great thing because we have this sense of pride that, you know, Allah, you know, granted us Islam and we found the truth. We know what it's like to not have it. And so we cherish it. But if we feel like not welcomed, you know, or not free to go through our journey and be supported and have a space for that, then, you know, we're all going to lose. So, yeah. you know, just keep that in mind and make dua for us. And, you know, I mean, subhanAllah, the Prophet and his companions, you know, they were like, you know, they're converts. We have those stories to look back at and look what they did through interaction, through business, through everything spread Islam. So we're just doing the same thing and trying to leave our seed, um, you know, as we give, you know, what we know we owe to Allah. Subhanallah, may Allah make it easy and give you a success. Yeah, I want reverts who are listening because we have a lot of reverts listening as well to know that. I know we always, even as reverts, as much as people sometimes will look at us with a deficit, sometimes we ourselves feel like we're coming to Islam with the deficit because we always feel like we're trying to catch up. Oh, we got to catch up because the born Muslim, they know everything and they have Arabic and I don't have Arabic. And so, you know, I, and then you often find that they don't even necessarily know the texts that are in their own language. And so subhanAllah, I, I want women to have more confidence, like to all the sisters out there to have more confidence with your coming from, because if you come with a pure niya, a pure intention and sakina, like, like you just come with these things, you will find that you will get so far, so fast. And like you said, just like focusing on like supporting one another, alhamdulillah. Inshallah, may Allah make success for all of our sisters. I mean, and thank you so much for everything you're doing. And I, I really appreciate what you're doing for the women, you know, giving them, you know, that mindfulness, that mindset too, that they can do it and they will do it, inshallah. And, you know, Allah is with us. Yeah. I mean, he guided you to Islam. What yeah. else can I ask for? <laughs> And you know, really what the biggest message I want women to know too, especially is that like so many times we're holding ourselves back. And most of the work I do with women, it's just convincing them that they are good because most of the time, like they feel very down on themselves. And a lot of like, I have a course that I, that I do now. It's like an emotions course. And majority of this course is teaching women that you're mentally convincing yourself you can't. And you can do so much if we could just get out of our own way. Subhanallah, we would allow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
to do what he naturally can do for us. So we just, we want all women to know you have value, you have beauty, you have beautiful things to share. Allah created you perfect just as you are. You don't have to like always feel like you need to do something else. Alhamdulillah. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all sisters. And thank you so much for coming on. And you have a busy schedule and taking the time and everything like that. So jazakumallahu khairan. I truly appreciate it. Thank you to you and your team, mashallah.